Welcome to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast with your hosts, Mike Gore, James Casina, and Jocelyn Gotto. For more information, head over to opendoors.org.au or opendoors.org.nz. Here's today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast. It is Mike Gore here in the studio with Joss Gotto. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. Yourself? Oh, pretty good. Well, today's going to be a bit of a different episode, Joss. Okay. Well, the coronavirus is sweeping across the world at the moment. It is, and everybody is talking about it. So how can we not? I know. Tell I, me about yeah. it. There's part of, one part of me that feels as though, man, we can't be doing another one of these things on coronavirus. Everyone's oh, talking know. about it. I know, but everyone's talking about it for a reason because it's pretty massive. Absolutely. Well, just recently, I mean, this week in Australia and today, I believe, in New Zealand, yeah. the government's come out and they've banned any non-essential indoor gatherings of 100 people or more. It's ultimately scattered the church and forced it from central gatherings into houses and homes and decentralised structures. And so part of me goes, man, more than ever before, the church in the Western world, it needs to learn and understand the mechanics, the rhythm of the house church movement, something that Open Doors has been working in for more than 65 years, not just in China, mind you, Joss. Mm. People like Morocco or believers in Morocco, sorry, they meet in groups of three right across the Middle East. They meet in small groups. The notion of house church or small churches, it's not something that is only based on or coming out of China. Yeah, that's right. And so today, that's what we want to talk about. We want to give our listeners a few tips on running a house church because you know what? There's many people listening to this, Josh, who have probably found themselves inheriting a mini church overnight. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're a pastor or a leader. And one of the things we've always said is that when the church scatters, two things often happen. Number one is that the power will shift downwards to people who have never led before. And so Mm. if many of our listeners, like me, I'm thinking already, talking to my wife and uh, my friends about, hey, what are we doing on Sunday? Mm. We're going to catch up in someone's house and who's going to lead? And so all of a sudden the power shifts downward and the responsibility to lead falls onto the shoulders of people who've never led before. Yeah. But the second thing is that the gospel often reaches out. Mm. In China, for instance, when the intense persecution of the 50s and 60s came, it forced the church as we know it into houses. And then secondary, it actually forced the gospel into community Mm. because cities and suburbs that had never previously had a church now had one. Yeah. And so today, hopefully this episode is a little few tips and tricks or insights for people who might have found themselves inheriting a house church because whether it's a Bible study group, a cell group, a small group, or whether it's your church now being broken into nucleus groups, your parents, elderly people, the reality is, even if it's your family, we're pastors of our own family, Joss. Yeah, that's right. And so hopefully this content today can be really helpful to people saying, man, what does it look like to lead a group of people having simply really inherited one overnight? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's very challenging, but it's also an incredible opportunity that we've never had before. And now we are kind of standing on the edge where we have this choice to make of, will we kind of stand up and fight for what we believe in, Mm. in terms of meeting together on a Sunday, being in fellowship with one another, or will we um, kind of give into the fear of it? And in some ways I feel like it feels like the rug's been pulled out from underneath us and there's so much uncertainty. We never asked for any of this kind of stuff. We we didn't plan that 2020 would go like this. And let's not forget, Joss, that, one of the greatest revivals in the history of the world, the catalyst in China Mm. and the explosive growth of the gospel was the moment the gospel was forced from centralized meetings into the homes. And so what we perceive as a real challenge to the church and maybe one of the greatest opportunities 
the church has ever had in our nation. Yeah, I believe it. And I, I think I'm pretty excited by that actually, because um, I think we can be pretty comfortable in our faith in the West, pretty complacent with what we have and the rhythms that we have. Um, but is it just a surface level understanding of church and faith and community and, and real knowledge and depth of a relationship with Jesus? Um, and, and we get the opportunity now to explore Christianity and our faith in a different way. Um, but it can be unsettling. And I don't want anyone to hear me saying that it's not an unsettling time. Um, it's full of uncertainty and it's okay to feel worried. Um, I know that um, the Bible talks about how we can cast all of our anxieties on God. And that is so true. This is a time for us to be praying and praying big audacious prayers um, because God has got us, but it's also very natural to feel anxious and uncertain. Yeah, it's actually one of the reasons why even today we're talking about a brand new initiative from Open Doors called House Church by Open Doors. Our desire has always been to help people follow Jesus all over the world, no matter the cost, whether that's in Australia, Iraq, wherever it might be. Our job has been, hey, how do we help the future of faith through lessons, education, uh, whatever it might be. And so I really feel in a roundabout way, this is such a beautiful opportunity to do what Open Doors has done best for 65 years, and that's link the global body of Christ, capturing stories, lessons, rhythms, and an understanding of what it means to run church in a decentralized structure. And so now we're launching. This is a podcast, launching mm-hmm. it. Ooh. House Church <laughs> by Open Doors. You can register for it online at opendoors.org.au. But today we want to give you two or three tips to what it might look like to run a house church. So why don't we jump into those, Josh? What's tip number one? Sure. So as you mentioned today, Mike, we are jumping into uh, three tips on how to run a house church. Uh, These episodes aren't designed to be long, um, but just bite-sized podcasts um, to help you follow Jesus in these weird and wonderful times, um, gathering your small groups together or even digitally as the church. Um, And let's come out the other side stronger in our faith. Um, So we have this amazing story to tell you actually straight out of Wuhan, China, uh, a place you might know as the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak. I'm not sure if I'd ever heard of Wuhan, China before now, but now we all know about it. Um, And this is from our friend, Pastor Huang Lei. And he said, um, we live in surreal times. For the first time since my church was founded, there has been no meeting on Sunday, only online. I watched it via Instagram. It reminded me of North Korea, where the churches were shut down 70 years ago and they still haven't reopened. Our situation is temporary and theirs much more serious, but it did make me feel more connected to them. And isn't that just a beautiful picture of um, one of the opportunities and one of the blessings in this time is that we can unify as a global body of Christ. It's Mm. actually a really exciting opportunity that we haven't had before to uh, be innovative and think of different ways of connecting with each other, whether that's through persecution or a pandemic, we have so much to learn. And so it brings me to tip number one um, of how to run a house church, and that is to use the online opportunity. When his church had to close down, Pastor Huang Lei said, the virus, it can't stop us. I think it's especially bringing us closer more than ever, praying, studying the Bible, sharing, witnessing, praising and worshipping. In fact, Huang Lei said a lot of the elderly and disadvantaged members of church have been super thankful to the Lord because they used to feel alienated from the church. But now they cherish the connection between each other more and more. Um, And they're all moving online. And for them, they're feeling more connected and more involved than ever. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, a beautiful picture, Joss, of the opportunity we actually have to reach more people with the gospel 
by embracing the online opportunity because the message of Jesus isn't changing, but the method of delivery is. Mm. So tip one, use the online opportunity to encourage people and include members of your church who may have felt on the outskirts of church life before. We've seen a lot of churches moving to online services and already doing those, but I feel there is just so much we can do in that space, even in terms of evangelizing and reaching unchurched people with a message of hope during a time of uncertainty. Yeah. But the second tip for today is to press into prayer. Pastor Huang Lei and his church spend two hours every single morning from 7 to 9 a.m. in prayer. They're also fasting for 24 hours at a time and stopping for hourly prayer as well. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I know it sounds like a whole lot, Joss, but with more free time and everyone looking as though they're going to be forced into self-isolation yeah. at some stage, yep. we've got more time than we've ever had before. <laughs> time to deepen our relationship with God. In Luke chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 7 and 8, the scriptures say, Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And will God not bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. I think nothing makes Satan more fearful than a church who understands the power of prayer. That's, I mean, that's an amazing point just right there, that nothing makes Satan more fearful than a church who understands the power of prayer. Imagine if we all viewed prayer that way. Um, I remember Brother Andrew said, the founder of Open Doors said many years ago um, that if we truly understood the power of our prayers, we'd be on our knees a hundred times a day asking God for things that turn the world upside down. And aren't we called to that kind of prayer right now in this situation? Um, The biggest shift and change that society has seen globally in the past, or I don't know, since World War II at least, um, as Christians, we should be praying bold, audacious, big prayers because God is listening and he answers our prayers. Um, But that brings us to our final tip for today on how to run a house church. And that is don't just do church, be the church. And I want to leave you with a final quote um, from Pastor Huang Lei in Wuhan, China, which I think is so powerful um, to be receiving these tips from the church in the very epicenter of all that is going on with the virus. But here's what he had to say to us. He says, crises forces change. Let's use this virus crisis to become more like Jesus and to grow closer to God. It's time to be the church rather than do church. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. (laughs) I love that. Don't let a good crisis (laughs) go to waste. It reminds me of a quote from another Christian brother in China who said, before the early 1960s, we practiced Christianity in churches and hardly anywhere else. But after we were scattered, we practiced it in our homes and therefore everywhere else. So let's be the church. Encourage your neighbors. Look out for people around you. We're not limited to church on a Sunday. Let's commit to being the church to everyone every day. One of the things I think in society and can culture, which we'll see an increase of, is loneliness as yeah. people self-isolate. And like I said at the top of the podcast, the two things that happen when the church is scattered is, number one, leadership shifts down to people who've never had it before. Mm-hmm. But number two is the gospel reaches out. And so is there ever a better time to invite neighbours and people from your streets and from your community who may be lonely or wondering what to do to come over for maybe food, fellowship, and ultimately church. Mm. You see, that's how the gospel grew in China. 
because as churches were forced into neighbourhoods, into communities, well, people were naturally invited around to see what was going on, to be part of the fellowship, and ultimately they found safety, they found belonging, and they found a community, a fellowship, and a family to be part of. Yeah. Crises. If we can flip our lens on them and realise that actually maybe it's one of the biggest opportunities to spread the gospel we've ever had. Yeah, for sure. And we want to take a moment as well to reach out to you guys, our listeners, and uh, you might follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook, but earlier this week, we posted asking for prayer requests. And so wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, we would love for you to jump online. Um, You can even comment on this podcast and um, leave us a prayer request. Our team spent, carved out a whole morning of our week this week, actually just to be praying for our world and the church. And we would love to be praying for you specifically as well. And by that, today is where we're going to leave the episode, Joss. And as I said at the top of the episode, we have just launched House Church by Open Doors, a product that we hope will resource you, will strengthen you, and give you the ability to lead a church that you may have inherited overnight. Because the reality is, even if it's your family, we're still called to pastor and to lead them. So you can jump online to opendoors.org.au to register for the House Church by Open Doors resources. And each week, you'll get given stories, videos, lessons from the persecuted church to focus on podcast episodes all sorts mm-hmm. of incredible things Joss please I think this is going to be a crucial and important thing for the church allow us to give back to you you guys have helped so long support serve strengthen and encourage the persecuted church well you know what as the world is changing around us this is our opportunity to give back to you help you follow Jesus all over the world no matter the cost yeah God bless God bless